Hi again, everyone. I'm Tim along with Anthony, and this is the 45th edition of Radio MVP Sports Podcast. And uh, should be a fun one here today as the Indians are at the All-Star break, and they've made a major trade to help the bullpen. So we'll get into that. We're going to get into a few things. Anthony has a story to tell. I may have a story to tell myself as we uh, continue on our ways. The big news, of course, today, the Indians ended up making the trade to help the bullpen. They acquire Brad Hand and Adam Simber from the Padres. In return, they give up Francisco Mejia, the catcher, uh, the high prospect, uh, some rate in the top 10 in baseball, some rate top 15. All depends on who you're reading and what they, how they rate them. But needless to say, Mejia is now a Padre, and he is going to go to AAA down there. And the Indians have uh, found a lefty and a righty for the bullpen. And I won't be surprised if there's more moves to come, uh, not just outfield help, but it wouldn't shock me if there's another pitcher involved down the line. We'll have to wait and see. I have no uh, inside information, just a belief, and we'll go from there. But, Anthony, welcome. How you doing, my friend? And uh, what's your first reaction to the news? Well, Tim, let me say this. It's uh, Let me check. Today is Thursday, by the way. Yeah, I confirmed Thursday after the week you and I have had at work. Um, I am I'm doing a lot better now than I was last Tuesday at this time when we talked. So I guess that's a plus. Um, how am I feeling? It was a uh, shot in the arm, as you would say, to get a text at work from you today. A little uh, pick me up at work saying the tribe got uh, two really good guys. We all know Brad Hand, um, nice lefty guy who could be a setup knee closer. Um, we all know Brad Hand, but Adam Simber, um, he gives a different arm angle. He's a rookie, so we have him for a year. I think five years we have him for. Um, and we have hand for a couple, so it's a a great signing. You get two two major league relievers who are having really good years. For one guy, like we said, you know, you got to give up some guys to get. You said that a couple of times, and you know, I think Gomes having a really good year this year uh, made it easier on the Indians to part with Mejia. Um, they've showed a willingness to to move him if the Price was right, and I think this time um, I'm content and happy giving him up. Wish him all the best in uh, San Diego. I hope we up probably later this year, my guess, with the Padres struggling. Um, so it's a shot in the arm. It's in the if they move in the right direction. I uh, still think we got to make a couple more moves out there. Um, like you said, though, I wouldn't be surprised if another bullpen arm is coming. Maybe not the trade deadline, but at the waiver deadline in August. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But this is a good step in the right direction to ease me back off that ledge that I was ready to take the plunge off last Tuesday. Um, you know, after that debacle that I witnessed. After Tim's, Tim's, uh, Tim's, uh, I guess advice for lack of better words. Never turn down three Indians tickets. I said, okay, I'll take them. I'm busy at work, but I'll get out a little bit early. Go up to the game, and it's a great eight innings. It's a start. And I turned to my aunt, and I said, okay, we left two guys on base that inning. But that's right. The Reds cannot score six. They can't score six running innings. They cannot do it. I said, and we don't even need to throw Cody Allen in there. And she says, you sure about that? I said, 100% positive. This game's in the bag. And, well, the epic meltdown that followed by we don't know our right from our left, even though we have a bullpen camera in the dugout, ensued. And I was as I was on the ledge. I was ready to go on the ledge. My co-worker the next morning, he got on the edge of the dock. He said, I'm jumping with you today, brother. We're done. We're finished. Um, look. Hand and Simber make me believe we can win a playoff series now. As I said to him last week, this team cannot win a playoff series last week. I said this team, there's no way they can win a playoff series. And I questioned if they can win the division even with, at that time, 18 games to go against New York, Boston, and Minnesota. I didn't expect to split. I thought we'd, we'd get swept pretty easily there. Um, 
So am I off the ledge? I'm off the ledge of saying this team may not win their division. Uh, but I think we got to make a couple more moves to win the World Series. And uh, we got 12 days before the trade deadline expires. But the Indians have shown a an aggressiveness, a, a strong assertiveness to go out and make this team better. Um, and uh, we all thought Machado was sexy. I mean, that was – but that was unrealistic. That was a – that would have been a stupid move right there. And uh, we all, we all knew that. So I am off the ledge a little bit. I told my coworker, I'm not watching. I'm not going to watch them. And every day I sat there at seven ten or four ten or one Oh five. And I sat there in my chair and I watched every single pitch. And I even went to the game Sunday at the last minute. And I was on the edge of my seat the whole game because well, that's my vice. And like you said, we're diehards and that's what we do. There's so no question. That, I am off the ledge a little bit. You have talked me off the ledge a little bit with the great news you gave me at work this afternoon. Um, so I'm off a little bit and in probably 25 hours, I'll be right back on again when we throw out the first pitch at 815 tomorrow. Well, there's no ledge to get on. I've said this before. The Indians are going to win the Central Division. It's not, you know, there's just no competition in, in the Central Division. But that's not the point. Do the Indians get better today? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And here's here's the even more exciting thing. You know, Andrew Miller had a one-inning rehab uh, this past week, and it went good. Two strikeouts, a complete inning. Did it in like 12 or 14 pitches. So Good. very exciting news. I mean, it's just one outing and there's a long way to come back. However, the idea of having a bullpen with a healthy Andrew Miller, Brad Hand, and Cody Allen at the back end is very, very appealing. Yeah. And then you add the possibility of maybe what Simber may bring to this mm -hmm. bullpen. And in the end, I think it may take some pressure off of Otero and others that where they may settle in in the second half and we may see a better performance. And that's where I'm going to tell you right now. Look at it as two seasons, the first half and the second half. Look at the numbers starting with your bullpen starting tomorrow, tomorrow. to the end of the season. Really, just look at that. Throw away everything that's happened prior to today. And – just go with the numbers the rest of the year starting, you know, Friday. And I think you're going to see a, a better bullpen and a team that's going to be able to do it. Uh, look, they still have players who have not performed to the level they hoped. I mean, Otero last year had an ERA under three, and this year it's almost six. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, McAllister is the same thing. He had an ERA, I think, three and a half last year and it's in his is close to six or seven. So those are the things that really, you know, you have to have improvement on in a long run. However, the roles are going to change a little bit. Yep. And I think that's going to make, make a big difference and we'll see exactly what happens. Look, the Indians are going to make more moves exactly what they are. You know, is it Adam Jones? It's possible. And it wouldn't shock me if it is. And it makes sense. They need they I need love a, it. They need a center fielder right now, and I'm not against it. Look, if and he's not going to cost you a fortune. It, someone like Adam Jones, and I'm just using him as an example, is going to cost you the same that it cost you to get Bruce last year. Not much, and that's that's fine because you know a 33 year old center fielder, right fielder type player is not going to is not going to break the bank. And it will give you somebody to play that position the rest of the year because, look, uh, Chisholm Hall's most likely done for the done, season. Yep. And, you know, obviously center field has been a weakness with Zimmer down and his injuries in, at AAA. Mm -hmm. And Allen, inconsistencies defensively. Young, and young. just you can see that he's still learning to play the game defensively. I mean, yes, he has tools and he can run like the wind. And... You know, his spat is suspect. So 
it's a combination of different things. I think the Indians will try to shore up diff- different ways. Uh, honestly, I've said it before, and I and I expect it to happen here in the next week. I really do think Cabrera is going to be back, and he I will fill the, the fill the position for Chisholm. Uh, Go ahead. I had uh, just before we came on the air. I I love I love the baseball trade deadline, and I don't know why. I just get really excited. I watch all the coverage, and I read all the news, and you know, try to keep up to date. Uh, rumor has it Cabrera should be back up by tomorrow, if not tomorrow by the end of the weekend. And uh, I heard also keep an eye on uh, uh, maybe Yandy Diaz joining the ball club. And that wouldn't shock me at all. They sent down Plutko and Allen already, and they got to make a couple more moves. Uh, Bieber is expected to be recalled on Tuesday when they need a fifth starter. So. You know, that's another thing you were talking about is, you know, maybe another reliever coming through. And we don't know. We're just speculating on uh, past trends and what the Indians have said and shown they were going to do. And I'll go into another little dialogue after this. Um, I tell you what, if they don't make another move for reliever, I'm fine with that because come October, you're only going to need four starters. So you can throw a the the proverbial fifth starter into the pen, um, and that's what they did last year. I mean, Clevenger went to the pen last season. I mean, every team does. Matter of fact, look what Houston did last year, and and how they were able to do that. And that's exactly one of the reasons why their bullpen was strong in the postseason. So I mean, every team has to do that. The Indians win Game Two of the uh, playoffs series last year. Tomlin pitched. I went, what, two or three scoreless things against the Yankees a game, too, that helped us uh, stay even there for a little bit before we eventually won late. Um, I know a lot of people complain about Dolan and Antonetti and Chernoff. And, you know, I know. And, oh, well, they spent money here. And that's, listen, for years, we all, the biggest gripe was spend money to help us win. Well, since 2016, they've done that with Rajay and Napoli and Austin Jackson. He had a really good year, like we talked about. Uh, you brought him up on our last podcast. You know, then they went out and they were going to resign Edwin or they're going to resign Nap. And then Edwin Encarnacion fell into their hands late. And, you know, they were going to trade for Jonathan Luker at the time. I was hitting 320. And then, well, that fell through. Then they got a- Andrew Miller, who carried us. On that left arm, is to the World Series. Um, it is nice to have a front office say what they're going to say, what they're looking at, and say what they're going to do, and actually follow through. Compared to, you know, I read a couple of stories while Toronto said they're not going to trade Demar Derozan, and you ended up trading him. And I don't want to get into that, but it's it's nice to have a front office that is going to follow through with what they say they're going to do and show the aggressiveness to go out and make the moves. Um, Actually, I do want to talk about that, but that can wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, getting into what you, you're talking about. Look, the Indians have a style, a presentation, a, a think tank that works pretty well. And they use the system what they want to do. You look at the history of Antoniti and Chernoff and how they have done since, as you mentioned, let's use 2015, 16, you know, 14, even go back that far. uh, What type of moves they've made when they make a trade, a major trade, they want a, a player who is controllable for X amount of years that they're getting value back where they can stay a contender. You know, when they traded for Miller, that was a perfect example. When they gave up, you know, Stafford, they gave up, you know, uh, the outfielder. They gave up Frazier, a lot. Yep. Yes, for, they Frazier, did. You know, but they got, you know, the most dominating left-handed reliever, maybe and reliever in baseball at the time. You know, unfortunately, the last year, you know, going about this time last year till right now, he has been injured. So you haven't got full value out of him, but you can't predict that. No. And – Quite honest with you, if he comes back and he's healthy, then it's all worth it. You know what's going to happen next year? I'll wait to the offseason to worry about that. It's not, it's not a concern. 
uh, you know, obviously the Indians have, you know, the, the front office it's a concern for, and they addressed that by getting two players for the bullpen who are controllable for the next four to five years. So, I mean, that's quite a bit and controllable under a contract that is very reasonable. So, yes, you know, the truth of the matter is maybe one of those two come back. I don't know. Maybe both. I doubt it. Is there a possibility? Yeah, anything's yeah. possible. You know, I'm not, I'm not discounting the possibility of that, but I'm not holding my breath to it, or saying, "Oh, they have to bring them back," because we'll till that in November. We'll do it that. Yep. Yeah. Right now, you're in the middle of the 2018 season. Let's let's take advantage of it. You're in first place in the Central Division, and in all sports, and if this past off NBA season taught you anything about sports. The idea is to make the tournament, to get into the playoffs. Anything can happen. If you're a Cavaliers fan, you is a perfectly shown thing. Get the best team you can put around LeBron James and go into the playoffs, no matter what your seed is, and see what can happen. And they ended up in the NBA Finals. And they've done it four years in a row. And that's exactly what happens in sports. Last year, same scenario. In the in a worst case scenario, if you're an Indian fan, you had the two-nothing lead, but you lost it, you know, to the Yankees. You had injuries. You had, you know, the worst time of the year, you know, certain things go down. You had, you know, incursion go down during the middle of the season uh, series. You know, you had a Brantley who was not ready to come back in your lineup because of that. I mean, a lot of things happen, and that's sports, and you have to accept that. And, you know, sometimes the breaks fall your way. Sometimes they don't. And that's where – that's what makes it exciting and what what will happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I could – you know, the only thing I can predict, and then it's, it's an easy thing to say, is the Indians will win the, the Central Division. And in the process, that means they don't have to play the wild card game. So whoever plays that wild card game against the Yankees right now, if the if the, uh, the leaders stay the same in the West, East, and you know in the Central, the Yankees are going to be a wild card team. Mm-hmm. That means yeah, they'll host a one game playoff. Playoff, yep. You never know what's going to happen on one game playoff. Last year they won it. Did the Twins have an opportunity? Yeah, they did. Yes, they they just did. Didn't, they, they let out they the first just, two innings. Yeah. They had opportunities. They just couldn't finish the job. And you never know. I mean, that's what happened in 2014 with the Indians. A one-game playoff didn't go their way. Nope. They, they made an amazing run at the end of the season to get into it. And, you know, it those things happen in sports. The Pirates is a perfect example. If you're a Pirate fan, you were frustrated as heck because you went into those wild card games each and every year and only one time advanced. You know, a one-game playoff, just it's such a dice roll. Uh-huh. You know, all it takes is one big play, one defensive yep. error, you know, one pitcher not making the right pitch at the right time, and it can change an outcome of a, of a ball game in, in a playoffs. And you never know how far you're going to run. Look at the Giants; they defeated. You know, they had Mad Garner and Mad Bonner, and look what he did. You know, he defeated the Pirates, and then they went on to win the the, the World, World Series. Series yeah. yeah, so that's what I'm talking about. You just want get into the tournament, get into the playoffs, whatever the case may be, and then you have a chance. The only time I say, you know, look, even in the NCAA's, how many upsets happen in the in the NCAA tournament every year? You just don't know who's going to survive and what's going to happen and what scenarios are going to present themselves. And that's what makes it exciting. But first you have to qualify for the the playoffs or the tournament. And that's where the Indians are at. And now it's to solidify their scenario. You know, who they may play. You know, would it be, you know, a Houston? Could it be an Oakland A's in a playoff? You know, we don't know. It's too early to tell. But what you want to do is improve your team and make it better. And I think that's what the Indians have done today. And that's what they'll continue to do. And, you know, that's the goal every year. It's, it's when you live day in, day out on the edge of every win and loss, you lose sight of the ultimate goal. And that is to qualify for the playoffs 
and then try to win the playoffs to win a championship. Look, the Cavaliers is a perfect example of that. I think whether they fifth or sixth, I think they were a sixth seed team this past yeah. year. And they ended up in the NBA championship. Yeah, they had the best player. Did they have the best team? No. But look at all the teams they defeated all along the way, including a Toronto team who was the number one seed. And we'll get into them and getting at, which was a really interesting trade in the yeah. NBA, but we'll get across that a little bit later. But my point is just that give yourself a chance. And you're a Bronco fan. You, sh- you should yep. remember the opportunities that you had because Manning was a quarterback and, and you got into the playoffs. You know what? And you had to face the New England on the road. Hey, you got the job done. You know, that's yep. how it works. And that's that's why playoffs are so amazingly intensified and fun and exhilarating because anything can happen, good and bad. Your heart's going to be broken or you're going to be, you know, popping champagne. It's it's just the way it works. And that's why we're all on the edge when our teams have that opportunity to be in the playoffs. Let me ask you this. With with Hand now joining the bullpen, we, they'll let go of somebody if they haven't already. When Miller comes back, do you foresee Tito keeping three lefties in the bullpen? Because Perez has pitched yes. really well. Yeah, you have to. I can't imagine they're going to let go of Perez. They brought Perez on to help their bullpen. Uh, be quite honest with you, I was surprised they let you know Rubzinski go. But yeah. Now I, with the numbers, with the numbers of lefties that you have, uh, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, they probably and I don't know if he got picked up by somebody else or not. I didn't check the wires. I have. You know, it, there's a possibility that you know he probably won't, and they'll. Offer him a, a place down at AAA, and we'll see what happens. And But, yeah, I think right now the matchup possibilities, because you've got a lefty and a righty in this deal, yep. really solidifies more of your bullpen for matchups. Yep. Where he or where Tito's is great at, he can go to a Perez in the fifth or sixth inning for two outs if he needs to. Or he can go to Cinder for an inning. Mm-hmm. He can go to... Otero for one batter or five batters, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And that's what happened. I mean, the Indians tried to use four or five different pitchers to replace two this past uh, season. You know, yep. they let go of, you know, Smith and Shaw. Mm-hmm. And the thought process going into the season was, well, Otero Barrow, and McAllister and Goody and others would fill that void. Well, Goody got hurt. Otero, Otero has not had the season he wanted or everyone expected. And same with McAllister. So the, play, people, the players that you were relying on didn't come through. That's why you had to make the changes that you did. And then you had the injury to Miller. And you had you know the scenario where you were desperate for left-handers. Olsen has not played up to his, his you know, to the level that you expect. You know, I really, I've been saying this for the last month, and I keep saying it, and it hasn't happened. But Olsen's the one that's going to go. Has to. The numbers yeah, don't support him staying. So when Miller comes back, Olsen's the guy I imagine they'll they'll send down to AAA because he has the the options to do it. Yep. Uh, I was surprised they kept Olsen over Rubzinski and didn't just activate him and send him down then. You know. They made that decision to go with the younger player. And I, yeah. I get it. And we'll see how it works out in the long run. And Rubziski did what he, the Indians wanted him to do. Contos did exactly what the Indians wanted yep. him to do. Give them an, an, a fresh arm in the bullpen and help them out. Uh, they didn't stay long, but they were important cogs in that, that bridge to this trade. And we'll see, you know. Obviously, I can't say I've ever watched Cinder pitch that often, Cinder pitch, but I'm looking yeah. forward to watching him pitch. And, you know, he's not the first submarine style or uh, sling arm guy. I mean, he's a lot like Smith was last year, you know. Uh, Otero has that style of pitching. Yeah, he does, so, yep. uh, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch to see how it, how it all works out and how uh, Francona uses them all. But I'm excited about it. I think – the more options 
Francona has, the better op- options the Indians have to win a ball game. I still say it, and I'll say it until someone proves me wrong. I think he's the best manager in baseball. So I will take Francona's decisions over most. And when they don't work, yeah, we can criticize them. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm going to I'm gonna trust him more than I'm going to second-guess him. And when I second-guess him, it's probably because he made the right move and it just backfired. And that's just my, my, my humble opinion. And look, the Indians' starting staff now probably don't have to go seven, eight innings every time out, which will be good the rest of the year because now they can – kind of put them in positions yep. to win. Yeah, it's uh I think the addition of Hand and Simber um will help the strain obviously on Perez, Ramirez and now I think uh Cody Allen has a big time relief now. Um you know, and I think our starting pitchers get a big time boost from this also that you know, you pretty much know your offense is going to give you three, four runs and now the now the one-run games we've been losing in the extra inning games, we've struggled to win. Uh, we might see our fortune change in that. And, um, you know, if guys were pushing themselves, uh, we won't have to go Bauer 120 or Clevenger 110 or Kluber 115. You know, we won't have to do that anymore. we got guys that can that can help fill the void. And uh, we've seen before in the postseason with Tito, uh, he's not afraid to go to his uh, dominant arms in the fifth or sixth inning. That's we rode our way to the sweep over Boston. Um, he made the, the move to bring in a Miller in what the fourth or fifth inning. Right. Oh yeah. Rode him for so, so. And now, and I think what we did also was we got guys that can get both lefties and righties out. And Tito likes guys like that. And I think Simber's numbers this year and a small sample size only being his first year have shown he can do that. Also, we know Brad Hand can do that. Miller can do that. So, um, and the future is bright. The future is bright because you have, you have a potential closer in the future for the next two, three years. Yeah. You won't have to worry about Allen. Yep. So, I mean, it it fits the bill in a lot of ways around. And I like where the Indians stand. I mean, let's face it. The two best teams in baseball right now, or you could say the three best teams in baseball right now are, the Houston Astros, yep. the Boston Red Sox, and the New York Yankees. What do they all have in common? A dominating bullpen. Yep. What do they all have in common? A, a really quality lineup that can make big plays when they need it. Yep. Well, you compare that to the Indians who have struggled with, you know, and they have 52 wins in the first half. They got 72 games left. You know, chances are this team will go on a 10, 12, 14-game winning streak again. I don't expect a 20-game winning streak, but I expect – Maybe they win 16 of 18 ball games. You know, I'm not saying it's going to happen right away, but it wouldn't shock me. And the next month, we're going to we'll be talking about the Indians on a big run uh, because they have the talent. You look at the front front end of the Indians lineup. You look at the All Star. The Indians had six All Stars. That tells you everything you need to know. The only team the other had six All Stars was the Houston Astros. And you're talking about 12 players out of a 30-member t- team on the All-Star coming from two teams. I think the Indians are fine. I think the Indians are going to creep up into that quote-unquote power rankings that everyone loves to talk about, which I find the most ridiculous thing in the world. Uh, it's, it's, it's Again, it's you know what that is? That's sports talk. Right now. Oh, it's even worse. That's your favorite, coming- isn't it? It's lowest common denominator sports talk. Uh, it's like the Mount Rushmore talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I ever hear another Mount Rushmore reference in sports, it'll be way too soon. Tim, who's your oh Mount Rushmore of hot dog toppings? <laughs> uh, you know, and, and that's why, like I said, there's so much to talk about in the world of sports, when you have to pull out those type of things, you're just lazy at your job. That's just the truth of the matter. You're just lazy because you could talk all day about what's going on in Cleveland with the Indians. You could talk all day about the pirates and their scenario 
where they won five straight against the Brewers. Look really good. And what? Yeah, you know, hey, give them credit where credit's due. And I'm not a Pirates fan, and I don't follow them that much. But there's a lot of Pirates fans out there. And my point is, their team is is, is doing better than expected. And they traded away cogs that people were afraid of. Yep. Oh my God! What are they doing? doing you know, yep. and that's what baseball is about. You have to, you have to look. If you're a smaller market, if you're the Kansas Cities of the world, if you're the Cleveland's, the the Pittsburghs, uh, you have to understand windows, opportunities, and how to capitalize. And the Indians just extended their opportunity, and that and that's exciting because coming into this year, not making any moves that that helped your bullpen long-term. Yeah, there was a good question. Would the Indians' window of opportunity go beyond this season? Now we know that there's a great chance that they just added two or three more years to that window of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, Obviously, this year matters the most because that's the one you're yep. playing in. And I, and I like I – I, that's what I think Antonini has done better than any other GM – president that we had him and Chernoff together yep. in the last five, seven years since they teamed up with uh, Francona. Yeah. They really understand how to keep this team relevant in a long term under the constraints that they have, not being the Bostons and New Yorks of the world who have the unlimited amount of money to throw me- or the or the Los Angeles Dodgers to throw at to to get players. I mean Manny Machado was a Great, great pickup for the Dodgers. They needed a shortstop yes, the rest of the year. You know, with the injuries they had, it made total sense. I didn't know if they would ever pull the trigger, but they did. They yep. traded five players, including Diaz, one of their top, you know, triple uh, A ball players in the outfield, and who was, I believe, the future stars uh, player of the yeah, game. Two home runs, I think, in that game. Yeah. yeah and, then, and so, you know, it made total sense. They want to go for it. They've seen – they were the Indians. The Indians in 2016 were the Dodgers of 2017. Yep. I mean, they were on the cusp of winning it, and they came up short. They're hungry. They want to do what they have to do to try to win. And they're saying the same thing. We have Kershaw. We have the best pitcher in baseball. But maybe the best pitcher in generations in yep. baseball. We can't lose this opportunity. And that's why they're making the moves that they have made the last two years. And that's why the Indians are making their moves because they're saying, Hey, we have this opportunity. Now we have to do everything we can to secure our opportunity to win it all. And that's the same thing with the New York Yankees. When they made those moves two years ago to trade Miller, to trade, uh, uh, what was Chapman? They um, Chapman, Chapman. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Chapman yeah. to trade Miller, to trade Chapman and get prospects for them and help rebuild their farm system. Yeah. They absolutely, they got, you know, Glaber Torres for Chapman. That was part of the deal. They, yeah. and, the, and the Cubs made the right move. The yeah, Cubs they did. said, the Cubs said, we're all in. We're willing to do it. And that's what the Indians said today. We're all in all by in. trading. Yep. Mejia. I agree Look, with that. Mejia may become, uh, a Yonder, uh, yep. Molina. Yeah. Well, yep. I'm just saying that, that catcher that everyone talks about for 10, 15 years. He could be Sandy Alomar. Yep. When the Indians traded Joe Carter to get Sally Al- Sandy Alomar yep. to the Padres, matter of fact. And yep. what did the Indians got back? They got Bayerga and they got Alomar. And Alomar was the key to that trade many years ago. And, you know, Alomar stayed in Cleveland for 10, 11, 12 years, whatever it was, yep. and was a solid rock. As the Indians, you know, one of the the core players, you know, maybe uh, you know, and then he had that dream season in '97. My point is, Mejia may end up being that type of player who is an All Star, who's going to have great years. And the same goes with you know, Justice Steffield for uh, the Yankees, or you know, I still think long term, you know, uh, the outfielder. Oh God. Uh, Brandon, Clint Frazier, uh, no, excuse me. Yep. The outfielder, Clint Frazier, you know, maybe trade bait long run because how how much depth the Yankees have in their in their outfield. However, you know, we'll have to wait and see exactly what they want to do. You know, Sheffield, I think, is the guy that they don't want to lose. Uh, I know that was high on the list for Baltimore, supposedly, if they were going to trade, 
you know, within division, uh, Machado. And, you know, decisions were made. We'll see. Uh, I, I, you know, I like some of the things that's going on in baseball right now. Obviously, you have, you know, the juggernauts in the East. Let them battle it out. They have the biggest payrolls. They have to make those decisions. And then you look in the West and you see, you know, the team that, you know, the little engine that could in Oakland and what they're doing and how far they may take this. And it may become that wild card team that may face the Yankees. It's going to be interesting the second half. The next 75 games, 74 games, 72 games, whatever it may be for most have, teams in major. We have 72 in Cleveland. But I'm saying just in general yeah. speaking, teams are 75 games and under the rest of the season uh, for most teams. And it's going to be fun to watch to see how it all develops. But the the player the players are basically known. Who the, Who's going to make the playoffs is already known. You know the Yankees are going to make it. You know Boston's going to make it. You know Cleveland's going to make it. You know Houston's going to make it. The question is, who's going to face the Yankees in the playoffs right now in the wild card? And right now, you would have to say it's Oakland. You know, and that's just the way it works. And, you know, we'll wait and see. The National League is a little bit more open. There's about nine teams that can make the playoffs, So, uh, you know, in the National League. So, I'm excited as a baseball fan. It should be a lot of fun. And, you know, like I said all Season long, you baseball's a marathon. You can't you can't get caught up in one bad game or one bad performance or a week of bad performances because there's 162 of them, and it's so easy to say, "Oh, that's just you know that's what's going to happen the rest of the year." Like what happened with that game with the Reds that you're at. Well, yeah, Cody Allen's going to have a few more meltdowns, but now you actually have players behind him to to stop that meltdown, and that's where we didn't have, you know, and yeah, Francono and, you know, them made a mistake, you know, in the bullpen, you know, they wanted a lefty up and then, you know, it was what it was. And you know, look, they're human. And that's not an excuse. It's just a reality. And I think sometimes as fans, we forget that no matter what game we're watching, if it's a, if it's a football game or if it's a basketball game or it's a football game in the end, those making decisions, those playing, they're human. And, uh, you know, JR mistake in the, in the finals in game one. Yeah. Is it typical of a player of his caliber to make that mistake? Yes. But he's yep. still human, you know. And um, it happens. I don't care who you are or what game you play. There's an error of some sort that changes the game. And in a playoffs, it matters more than most. And, you know, a drop ball, a – a uh, extended inning, uh, an error, you never know what's going to happen in a ball game. And, you know, seven runs happen. You give up a gopher ball, bad things happen. And those things, you know, hopefully that's the key for me for the Indians the rest of the season is watch this stat starting Friday, how many home runs they give up the rest of the season, both starting staff and bullpen. Because that's where the Indians have had their troubles. They've given up the long ball this year. If they can cut that down by 20, 25% in the second half of the season, that'll be significant. Mm -hmm. And that will be huge. And if it's more than that, then there'll be a real big difference. Because you look at what Houston gives up and you look at what Boston gives up on home runs, that's the difference between the, te the teams right yep. now. And uh, that's what I'm looking for for the Indians. So... I'm excited. I think Hant, I think it was a great trade, great opportunity for the Indians. And, you know, it's going to be exciting. And real quick here, uh, Anthony, yeah. I know you had a story or two you wanted to tell. I want to uh, shift gears real quickly as uh, it looks this way uh, for high school football for me. Uh, okay. Chances of me being on Z104 this year are slim. Uh, from what I've heard, is that they're looking to focus on one school in Grove City, and mm -hmm. they have a former coach who wants to do the games. Well, that makes and sense. from what I heard also is that there's a former pit play-by-play -play guy who wants to do the games. So, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'm going to get that job. Okay? Yep. That's just the way it looks. Uh, yeah. They may change the last moment if they go if they go to a – 
multi-season-long game of the week like yeah. we did last year, there's a chance. There's a slim chance. I really don't expect that yeah. to come through. I'm going to contact my friends over at Forever Broadcasting let them know when I'm available, and we'll see what happens there. Yep. And also, there's a slight chance that we may end up doing something with uh, West Reserve Digital Radio. There's a possibility. And I'm just going to put that out there as that. So uh, we're working on different things. We're going to see what happens. There's no guarantee. That's yeah. the life of a freelancer. Yep. And that's what I am. I have, yep. I've stated that for the last 10 years or so. Uh, I've been fortunate enough where jobs have come, found me. The last eight to 10 years is jobs that I've pursued and got. Mm -hmm. uh, this year, because of the circumstances were really out of my control, I just had to wait. Wait, yep. had to play the waiting game. And, you know, uh, we'll see and we'll, what, what will happen. Uh, we'll contact uh, James Dotson from our uh, high school basketball. He's doing a play-by-play -play for forever this year, mm -hmm. like he did last year with Lee Moan. And the possibility, I'll put it out there, possibility I may mm -hmm. find a way to do a few games over there. And we'll see exactly what happens. So, our high school football coverage will still be top notch. We'll still cover it all. Uh, it's just uh, play by play and game of the week. Yep. And involvement will probably be limited this year. Yep. That's okay. And I'm excited. You know, I I'm I'm at peace with it. It really doesn't. I mean, I hate missing the football season, but it won't be the first time something like this happened at the last moment. And you never know what may come about it you know as the old saying yeah. goes one door closes another door opens yep. it does happen and like i said because of the circumstances that i was in this year i didn't pursue anything in the off season for simple reason i was putting my eggs in the basket of staying in z104 yep. and then things changed at the last moment so we'll just go from there uh anything's possible very possible we may try to do something on our own here as a uh, digital radio in the future. I'm not mm -hmm. saying it's going to happen. That takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of commitment. And I, like you, work a full-time yep. job, so we'll just wait and see. But I wanted to pass that along. And I want to get real quickly into the NBA trade that you yep. mentioned earlier. Big trade. Uh, shocking trade. Great trade. Bad trade. All in one. Leonard going to the Toronto Raptors was a, a, a big surprise. However, give San Antonio credit, they didn't panic when they needed to trade a, a star player and they got maximum value back. Yeah, they told him ahead of time, so you may want to go to L.A. Yep. Doesn't mean we're going to trade you to L.A. Give Toronto credit for be willing to take a huge gamble. They're rebuilding their entire roster and team. They fired the their head coach after he won the Coach of the Year honors. They made a huge trade. You know, uh, DeRosa now going to San Antonio and Leonard coming up to Toronto. Yep. How Leonard handles it will be interesting. Very interesting. And in the same vein, they may be the best team in the East next year. They did win it last year. It should be this year. I know Boston should be better, but I'm not at the point of believing that Boston is going to be able to do it. Compare the trading philosophies of what San Antonio did, with, or what Cleveland did last year with, uh, with Kyrie. Kyrie had the same gun pointed at the uh, at the Cavs as Leonard pointed at the uh, Spurs. But here's the bottom line. They are able to get it done. And they were able to get the best player they could for the in, uh, for their team. And I give them a lot of credit for that. Kyrie trade will go down as a so-so trade for the Cavs. They traded one of the best guards in the game, and they didn't get a lot in return. They ended up with a rookie, and we'll see exactly what happens. Give uh, Pops credit. But that it goes with the organizational strength. I think the Cavaliers letting go of Griffin was, it was a huge mistake when they did. It started the ball rolling for where they're at today. And that's the difference in owners and organizations. But I give Toronto a lot of credit. They're rolling the dice. They're taking a chance on a player that may play one year and walk. Yeah, they're going yep. for it. And as long as he buys in for at least the one year, they have an opportunity to do something special. Who knows if they'll be able to sign him long-term or not. But right now, you would have to put that as like 50-50. And that's being yeah. optimistic. Better. 
being very generous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't expect it. If he buys in, you got Lowry, Leonard, and uh, Danny Green. Those are three nice, you know, pieces plus the complimentary pieces that they have. And, and a buck, I believe they still have in Fred Van Fleet, who they're very high on. You know, on the flip side, San Antonio is going to be a rebuilding year. It's very, very different look from the uh, Spurs that we're all used to. Uh, but DeMar DeRozan is a superstar. So DeRozan and Pirtle, and they gave somebody else, didn't they? Right. Uh, yeah. DeRozan and Pirtle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They just, did. They, let's, look, the Spurs made a great trade. I, if you're the Spurs, you got to be thrilled. If you're a Toronto fan, you got to be kind of yeah happy, you, but you, cautiously optimistic. I think is the best way to yeah even concerned because you're making a big you're making a one year run right now. Yeah, you're going all in. Now. Going all in for 20, 2018, 2019 season and. In a lot of ways, that's the way to play the game because you just don't know what's going to happen after that. And the East is weak, so yes, it is. They the West is is outrageously strong. So let the West beat themselves up, and you might come out of the East at the right time. And anything is possible. Yeah, so. yeah, we have no. Idea I give them credit for. I give them credit for going all in. I do too. I'm not sure. Long term, it's it's a great move. I think long term is a it's a it's a huge gamble. If you're gonna Trader Joe and, and make big play, yep. make big splashes. If they all buy in, get hot, and go on a run, win the East, and who knows what happens in the playoffs and win the finals? That's you know that's very enticing to Leonard to say, you know what, maybe I do want to stick around here. You know, well, it's, you know, it's, it's all going to play out over the course of 82 games and you know the playoffs, obviously, and you know, but it's the same scenario we always talked about. Get to the playoffs. Anything's possible. And see what happens. Yep. And in the East, the, the the road to the playoffs, really you're looking at three teams potentially who could come out of the East next year to preview it today in July. is ridiculous. Yep. But obviously you're talking about Toronto, Boston, and Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yep. Those are the three top teams, and everybody else will be fighting for an opportunity to upset one of them in the playoffs. Yep. And, and we'll just see exactly how that happens. That turns out next next April. Uh, until then, we have no idea. I tip, yeah, I tip my hat to San Antonio. I thought they made a great trade. I thought Toronto made is taking a huge gamble, and you know, you know I wish them well. You, you know, sometimes you got to you you go for it. You know, they it's thought they bluff. could do better without Casey, and no, they're going all in. They put all their chips in the middle of the table, and they're saying this is our year to go for it. And LeBron's out of the East, so their kryptonite's gone. Um, so we'll see. It's you know, they match up really well now with Leonard's healthy and buys in. It's, you know, I think, like you said, it's a matter of if he buys in. And I think, as we hear, oh, he doesn't want to play for Toronto. He doesn't want to play there. He doesn't want to play there. Remember, Jim Kelly said absolutely no to Buffalo how many times. And right now, he loves the city of Buffalo, and he loves the Buffalo Bills. So Anything's possible. You know, we don't know Anything's what's going to happen. Him and, uh, him and Kyle Lowry could get along really well and form a nice, a nice duo tandem. And... You know, it's all have to wait and see. And you never know what piece they still may add, either during the season or before. So, yep. you know, give I like I said, they're all in, and I give them credit for making that move. In the end, I'd rather be Pop and San Antonio and what they got. I think long term, they're in better they're in better position today than they were yesterday. And Toronto decided to, like you said, push their chips to the middle and be all in. So, good good yep. for them. Congratulations and. Best of luck, and we'll wait and see exactly how it comes. Again, I'll say it over and over again. Get in a tournament in, in the NBA, anything's possible. You get them to the playoffs, anything's possible, as we have witnessed over the last five, seven, eight years in, in the NBA. Just make make the playoffs, anything yep. is possible. Anything can happen. I, that's what I'm telling you about Indians fans. Just hang in there. Let the Indians make the moves they got to do. You got the best manager in baseball. You got a great team, you know, with Lindor and and Ramirez. And real quickly on Ramirez, I'm glad you brought him because I don't want to talk about him. Yeah, real quick about Ramirez, and I want to say this, and I want to say it best I possibly can. He's the best player in baseball if there was not Mike Trout. Simple as that. Mike Trout is the best player in in baseball. 
Ramirez is about to steal the MVP away from him this year if the season continues wow. the way it did the first half. And he deserves it. And you know, you know what he start the season 0 for 23. I mean, I think, it's phenomenal. Yeah, he started 0 for 18 and 1 for 25. It was just, it yeah. was rough. It was. It was an amazing, you know, start to the season and to see where he's at right now. Look, he's on pace to hit 40 home runs and still 40 bases. And he's 5960. And he's going to drive in over 100 RBIs. Are you kidding me? As a guy that came up, well, he came up to 13, but as a guy that played as a regular starting to 15 that couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat, you know, just struggled so mightily and then came up as a utility. Oh, hey, we need you to play left field now because Brantley's out. I told you this two weeks ago. You and I did a podcast and went to the Scrappers game, and, and I sat there, and we were watching the game before we left, and I said, this guy's the best player on our team. And I think you agree with me then. And Sunday when I was there at the game, the eighth inning we took the lead, I believe, seventh, eighth inning we took the lead, and it was all Jose Ramirez. Working the count, getting a hit, stealing a base, going through on the on the throw, and then scoring on a sack fly to Stanton, who has a cannon and right. And it wasn't a deep sack fly; it was it was where Stanton could make a good play on it. And Ramirez beat it out and made a great slide. And I turned to my aunt and I said, "This kid's the closest thing to Kenny Lofton we've had since Kenny Lofton." You yeah, know, I know what you're saying. I know, I know. I understand the comparison. It's, I think it's, it's the wrong comparison, but I under, I get it. It's just incredible what this kid does with being, like you said, five nine one sixty, and he's going to hit 40, 45 home runs and a hundred something RBIs. If this team goes on a magical run and wins the World Series, the Angels, unfortunately, because they made a lot of nice moves. You and I talked about that in March are probably going to be sitting at home. I mean, you're right. I I think people are starting to see that gap in the MVP race is closing very quickly, and it's not a Stanton, Judge, or Betts. It's a Jose Ramirez coming to take the crown for Mike Trout. The two best duos in sports are in Major League Baseball today. There's three of them people are going to talk about. One is... Mm-hmm. It's Trout and Otani. The other is Judge and Stanton. The yep. third is Lindor and Ramirez. And of the three that we're talking about in 2018, it is Lindor and Ramirez leading the way. That's not surprising. I'm not saying Otani and Trout someday may not may become that duo because of what Otani brings, yeah. not just as a hitter, but as a pitcher. And we'll, we'll see how that develops as time goes by. Because that's the great experiment in baseball. We just don't know if that can happen for 162 games and not and stay yeah. injury-free and be effective. We don't know. That's the great experiment going on with Otani. However, what makes Ramirez and Lindor so special, in my opinion, is they're both switch hitters. The others are not. That's a difference. That's huge to be able to be a power hitter from both sides of the plate, to be able to drive in runs, to steal bases, to have a high average, play defense at a high level. That's what's going to make that duo so special. And the Indians' long-term success not only just lies with their pitching staff, with Kluber and Carrasco and Bieber and Clevenger and you know, Bauer, all these players that they have and players are still coming through the system and they have a great system yeah. with Kinsey and yeah. others still to make their, their way into the Indians yeah. organization on the highest level. And the Indians have that window. However, they can become the face of baseball for the next 10 years. And what makes them special is Lindor because he's bilingual. And I think that's yep. the only thing Ramirez from that next look, I can't speak Spanish. Yeah. And that is absolutely not a, I a too thing. Massive, but I can't speak it. Yeah. And my, my whole point is for him to ask him to learn to speak English is, is difficult enough. And he, maybe he does to a certain level. You know, if you follow him on Twitter, it's in English. He's a great he follower. Twitter gold. He is Twitter gold. And uh, my point is, I don't know who does his Twitter account for him, meaning, or he does it himself. I, I, I have no clue. 
you know, obviously yeah. he's fluent in Spanish and not English. His Twitter's in English. So someone helps him do it, obviously. At least that's my belief. I could be wrong. We don't know. Yeah, that. I don't know. If I would like yeah, to find Twitter that translator out. Translator or something or, you know, if you can type know. in one thing come up. Yeah, I, I really don't know. But he is a great follow and he's a. Uh, He's fantastic. And uh, did you see what he asked Brad Hand today? I, yes, about the games. That's absolutely about the video games. Yeah, that's yes. absolutely. Uh, that's so Jose. It's this. It's um. From my understanding, you know, he speaks a style of Spanish that is very Dominican. Yes, it's a yeah. certain part of the Dominican Republic that speaks this style of Spanish. Yes, so it's very a remote style of Spanish. It's not a common dialect of Spanish. This is what I've been told and what I understand. So it, he's, he's an amazing player. He's going to be an amazing tool for the Indians. And long-term, if you're going to spend the money, if you're the Cleveland Indians, you have to find a way to keep that duo together for a very long time. And I don't care if Ramirez is playing second base or if he's playing sh third base. The point is those two need to stay together as much as where the Indians made a failing mistake years ago, breaking up Alomar and Vizquel. This this duo should never be broken up. And it'll be difficult. With the money scenario, it's, it's going to be, be difficult. really tough. You're going to have to make a lot of tough de decisions. But I'm going to have to make some decisions along the way. But I if there's a way for it to be done, they have to find a way to get it done. Those two are, are the face of baseball going future. We are I so blessed Ramirez to have these two players in Cleveland. And Sunday I sat there, and I'm, you know, and people who know me, I'm blessed to go to my fair share of games. I've been very blessed to go to my fair share of Indians games. And I don't get caught up in the wow factor. And I've never seen the Yankees play before, so it would be, you know, it's kind of, wow, the Yankees. Never once did I go, wow, we're playing the Yankees. It was, it's like Tito said, you run out of adjectives to describe the kid. You really do. He's a... People buy tickets to go see Trout. They buy tickets to go see, you know, Verlander and Scherzer and Kershaw. People are going to start buying tickets for these two, and if they, if they haven't already, it's I agree. Um, it's absolutely incredible. We're blessed to have these two. Let's hope these two can carry us to what is a start of a memorable last four months of the baseball season and one where you and I can be in downtown Cleveland on East 9th Street in a uh, cold November day, uh, taking off work, celebrating uh, some that you and I would be uh, cherishing for a lifetime. Uh, let's hope that happens. Let's hope that happens. There's many people who uh, have that same dream, and uh, let's make it a I reality. I about it every night. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that. Look, I think there's, the so many, there's so much we can still talk about. Mm -hmm. uh on on every level and i like i want to we'll come back to this ramirez yeah. lindor uh debate in the future because like i said right now i don't know how he doesn't steal the mvp away from mike trout and mike trout has done nothing wrong and he'll continue to be who he is and you've seen that on display in the all-star game absolutely incredible play. and and in my opinion the greatest athlete in baseball today is oh, I think, yeah, I don't think there's any argument with that. And, you know, when he becomes a free agent, is it this year or next year? I think next year. It'll be cool. interesting to see what happens. If, or if Los Angeles <laughs> Angels can keep him, or does he end up uh, in Philadelphia? Well, so, you know, I really think... It, ticket holder, so. I honestly think it's going to come down to those two teams in the end. Uh, does he stay in California and play for the Angels, or does he go... East to go play for the Phillies. Yep. I really think everybody else is just a bystander, including Chicago's and New York's and uh, the Dodgers or whoever else may be. And dream scenario, you put whatever team you want in that at uh, conversation. I think in the end, it comes down to the Angels or the Phillies, and we'll have yep. to wait and see. Yep. And uh, it should be a, you know, and that's the same thing. The Indians have Lindor and Ramirez tied up. And let's hope that they can make that duo uh, just uh, one of the baseball lifers that people talk yep. about for many years to come. And, yep. you know, that got to be the goal of the Dolans, and it got to be the goal of the organization. Because, and if I was Major League Baseball, 
I am promoting them. I'm promoting those six players that we just talked about. Not only do I'm promoting some pitchers that are that we could talk about, like Corey Kluber, and and you can talk about you know Kershaw and others, but just as everyday players, man, if I'm Major League Baseball, I'm going out of my way to promote Ramirez, Lindor, Stanton, Judge, Trout, Otani. There's absolutely no question. If you are Major League Baseball, that's what you should be doing. There's no, there's absolutely insanity. Uh, for the game of baseball's future, if you're not promoting those players and helping them become superstars uh, off the field as much as on the field, because yeah, you're gonna, you know, it's kind of a yin yang type thing. Mm-hmm. It's but it'll be important for the game's f- future, and I don't want to get into all that right now. Yeah. But those are the six players, in my opinion, and they span both the National League. Well, actually, they span all the American League right now. And there's probably players that we still haven't talked about that could join that six. But those six, to me, are are where baseball needs to be focusing on. And I know the Angels are not a good team this year, and that's disappointing because I had them as one of my picks. Oh, wow. Oh, well, I'm going to get that (laughs) one wrong. It's going to be interesting to see how this all develops long-term for baseball. And if you're a baseball fan, you should be excited. And if you're a baseball fan that's my age, uh, in the late 40s, early 50s, you can remember the 70s and seeing Dave Parker and George Brett and Reggie Jackson and others, uh, Freddie Lynn, all in on commercials promoting products. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why these six players I just named shouldn't be on national commercial promoting Coke or Pepsi or whatever product you're talking about and being the face of that product like Michael Jordan was and like LeBron James has done, and many others, you know, uh, Magic Johnson, you could talk about the football players that have come and gone have done it too. So uh, that's a whole different discussion where we can get into another day. Uh, I want to do a real quick update on my summer obsession with AFL. I've contacted again, Mason Cox, no return, not expecting a return. Yeah. I have also now reached out to... Uh, a group of uh, podcasters that do how goods footy, and I hope to to convince them to come on our show and and talk about that because what what a great little fun podcast and it's it's a crazy sport. I don't know enough about it. I got to learn more. It has been my obsession this summer uh, to keep me uh, from going insane at work. So <laughs> it's been a it's been great, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. That's my quick little. Update last week, Mason Cox was out with soreness. He did not play. The Pies did not win. So I'm making the correlation there. Uh, this yep. week is back in the lineup. I think they play tomorrow night or late tonight. I don't know exactly how that 14 hour difference is, or this Saturday night there, Friday night here. Yeah, anyways, uh, wish him the best, and uh, we'll see what's going on. Got to throw a thank you to Triple M FM, who's entertained me tremendously over the last few weeks uh, since I downloaded their app. Uh, not just uh, the footy, but uh, listening to uh, their morning show at four o'clock in the afternoon, which is absolutely <laughs> insane. But it's, it's fun. I, I recommend it highly for those who want some entertainment out there. And oh my God, I'm going to say this, and it's radio. It's, it's not radio. Fun. Yeah, it's radio. You've got to. It's 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 not American radio. It's not sold out radio like we have here in America. Oh my God! And they get to use certain language that we don't get to use here. Yeah, uh, the FCC. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure they can say that word, but you know, uh, I've heard of, I heard some other words that yep. I know the FCC frowns upon, and I'm like, oh man, that's so cool. Yep. <laughs> Uh, once in a while, I use them here because uh, <laughs> the FCC don't have anything to do with this. No, they don't. That's a different story. All right, Anthony, last comments for tonight. Let's wrap this baby up. Yeah, just um, I'm off the ledge. You have walked me back a little more with your text again. Uh, so hopefully tomorrow night at eight fifteen, we can get on the uh, uh, the winning path again and. Um, uh, let's get this baby rolling the second half and create a a really fun time. Um, and hopefully we can uh, 
take this one home and uh, be up in Cleveland in November celebrating a lifelong fourth goal of ours. All right. Here's what we're going to tell you real quickly. All our podcasts are available on RadioMVP.com. Also on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating and review if you choose. We would appreciate it greatly. If you want to help grow this podcast, tell your family and friends and enemies about it because we want to continue to grow. Football season's coming away. We're going to get into that on all levels. And, of course, you can find us on Stitcher and Google Play and just about anywhere you download podcasts. So for Anthony and Canfield, I am Tim and Borman. We plan on having some guests on in the future here on all type of things. Stay tuned as we continue to grow Radio MVP. Good day, everybody.